Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. I am Kevin Brooker, and if you missed it, the Secure Act 2.0 was just signed into law right after, right in the holiday season, right before the new year. So on today's show, we're going to cover the impact for retirees of the past, present, and future. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. We've got a good trip planned today. We're going to go cruising down the highway. Uh, Kevin, of course, advisor, investment advisor representative. Silverleaf Financial is where you find him, silverleaffinancial.com. He is an independent fiduciary advisor and uh, so much more than that. Hey, Kevin, what's going on? Hey, you know what? It is a great new year. We're looking forward to 2023 and say good riddance to 2022. Boy, isn't that the truth? It just, and you know, it feels better for whatever reason. It just feels better. It, it does. You know, it's like, uh, I don't, I don't know. There's a song out there. Turn the page, I guess. Yeah, and, right. And I, we've turned the page. It's a fresh, it's a new chapter, a new, maybe it's a new book. I don't know, but, maybe. Uh, but I, I think it feels good. I think a new year is kind of refreshing, you know, and, and, uh, you, you can take a look, re- assess things from the past, look to the future and, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm optimistic. I think uh, uh, I think we should feel good about 2023. Yeah, good. Me too. I mean, again, and and I think, you know, because I I stay away from the media mostly, so mm-hmm. I am not inundated with all of this. Uh, you know, everything sucks thing. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! And I t- well, I tell you what, there are there are times I feel like I'm a news junkie because I, uh, you know, I I feel like I need to stay on top of it for for what because of what I do. Right. Well, I um, do kind of, but yeah. You, you, you know, but but you get to the point that there's just so much just nonsense and negativity. And, uh, you know, if sometimes I feel like I'm in a, you know, a, a junior high playground or something. <laughs> sometimes, and, yeah. You know, and I'm like, OK, I just want, I don't want to be here anymore. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so I don't want to hear I don't want to hear all this news, all this crazy rhetoric and all this stuff, you know, enough. So I, so I guess I have to take it in limited doses sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely know I definitely know what you're saying. Um, and, and you know the good thing, the good thing about uh, uh, this Secure Act 2.0 that we're talking about, that I think I think they actually flew it to Biden on vacation for what it's worth. Yeah, they did. They, even, they took him down to they took where was he at Nassau, the Bahamas, something like Saint, that. Saint, I think it was Saint Croix. Saint Croix. Uh, All right. You, you know, but I I didn't know you I didn't know they actually did that. I didn't <laughs> either. So, 
So you know, the but, question is, is but, was it a U.S. territory, and can you sign a bill when it's outside the United States? Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> just a, and, a but, silly thing. But I'm thinking, you know, I was just thinking to myself, well, how cool is that? You're on vacation. You can still take care of stuff. I, I think that's, you know, I, I like it thinking that, you know, you can still get things done when you're on vacation. Um, but you know what, guys? There's good news. The good news is there's some very effective changes in there, very impactful, I should say. Uh, the biggest one, in my opinion, is raising of the RMD age because most of my clients are already retired or close to retirement. Uh, and so the RMD is your required minimum distribution. Uh, that is when the IRS tells you, you have to start taking money out of your retirement accounts and you have to pay us tax on that money. And so uh, forever, it was the age of 70 and one half, which who knows why in the world they put in the six month, you know, the half period, but it was that age for a long time. Then they gradually raised it. And now they just raised it again to 73. So if you so, turn 73 or you turn 72 this year, you don't have to take it, right? Correct. You don't. However, if you were, if you if were, you, but last if you were already year, taking it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you were already taking your RMD, so if you were 72 last year and you're already taking your distributions, uh, you got to keep on, you know, you, if you already started taking them, you have to continue to take them. Let me say it that way is the most mm -hmm. simple, I think. Sure. Um, you, you know, but the good news is that, that means that you can leave the money in there that much longer, right? So you can, you can continue to enjoy tax-deferred growth and let the account accumulate rather than taking it out. Because most people that invest, I'll tell you, probably 99% of my clients, they never want to take out the RMD. They, you know, the, just by the definition of who works with a financial advisor, it, it means you put away money, right? And, and the folks that have done that, they're disciplined. They've saved money all their life. They put it away. They don't want to spend it. They want to save it. And, and so they never like it when they have to take that distribution. And so this is really good news. They can wait, you know, they can wait a longer period of time. Uh, and for those of us that are younger, there are provisions in there that are gradually going to raise that age even farther. Now, sure. this is, of course, assuming, you know, assuming there are no more changes. Um, but as of right now, if it stays the way it is, uh, in 10 years, the, the RMD age is going to be all lifted up. It'll be gradual, you know, but by then it'll be 75. Uh, and so I think that's a great tool uh, or, or a great uh, uh, change that investors can look at and say you can save that much money uh, that much longer, grow it that much longer before you got to take it out. Yeah, right. And so, you know, so it's a very good thing. And, and some of the other things that they put in there, uh, for instance, on the RMD, that was one of the most onerous penalties out there. Because I'll tell you guys, one of the one of the one of the big one of the books that I have that I that I'm sharing with my clients lately are the biggest mistakes people make with their IRA and rollover accounts. And one of the biggest IRA mistakes people make, number one is missing or not taking the required distribution. That's number one. Wow. And, and, and the problem, guys, is that if you're supposed to take, let's say, $20,000 and you miss it, until just now, the penalty was half. So you had to pay the tax on the distribution, right? So if it was 20 grand, let's say you're in the, I don't know, 20, let's say that you're in the 25% tax bracket, right? Mm -hmm. So you'd have a $5,000, right? You'd, you'd have a $5,000 tax, and then you got to pay them $10,000 in penalty. So you could keep a whole $5,000 out of your $20,000 withdrawal. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. And, so have you seen that even, happen, Kevin? I, you know what? Luckily, I have not seen, I have not seen, uh, well, let me say it this way. I know I've heard stories from other advisors okay. um, that they have met people that have done that. And the worst one that I know of uh, is a guy that was like 75 or 76 and he missed he didn't take any distributions the whole time. And, and, and then he finally, he had the account at a bank or trust company or something, credit union. Uh, and he thought that they would tell him, you know, that he had to do it. Um, and he admits he sometimes doesn't open his mail though. 
Um, and so I think what happened is I think, I think they, cause most of these companies send out the notice guys in either January or February, uh, you'll get the notice of how much you're supposed to take because it's based on the previous year end value. So I think he just didn't open his mail. He didn't think about it. Nobody told him about it. He went six or seven years without taking it. And he wound up with something like over a hundred thousand dollars in, in penalties and taxes. Um, you know, so, uh, the other time people miss it, guys, let me tell you something. If you inherit an account from somebody that if you inherit an IRA account from somebody that has already taken their distributions and you're not the spouse, you have to take the distribution again for the year in which they died. So if they die in February, right, and they didn't take it yet, most likely, okay, you need to make sure you take that distribution. Otherwise, you're going to wind up with a penalty, another penalty, too. All right. So those are a couple of the mistakes people make on the positive side. What I'm getting at is the one of the changes that they made in Secure 2.0 is they lowered the penalty from 50% to 25%, okay? So it's a big improvement from where it was. It's still a big, big penalty, um, but it's much better than it was in the past. Mm -hmm. And again, if you if you correct it quickly, uh, they'll reduce that penalty to 10%. Yeah, and you know what? Let me tell you, I have had a handful of my own clients uh, that had accounts um, that they were handling. They were not under, under me, and to be clear. And... Um, uh, they forgot to take the RMD. They never took the distribution. And so the key is if you miss it, if you miss the distribution, the best thing you can do is take it immediately once you find out. Okay. Take it as soon as you can. All right. And then there's a form you can fill out with the IRS where you're going to ask them for an exemption, uh, an exemption from the penalty. Okay. And if you have an advisor, your advisor should write a letter on your behalf. And so the handful of times I've ran into this in my 30, Oh my gosh, it's 33 years now, Steve. Oh, wow. Um, 33 years I've been doing this. I've had probably four or five cases where this has come up and I write a letter on the client's behalf and I explain the situation. It was an accident. It, maybe they were in the hospital. Sure. Maybe maybe their spouse just died and they you know weren't thinking about this. Any number of things can happen, right? And, and But the people, the, you know what I'm going to tell you? The people at the IRS, sometimes they're actually understanding. Okay. Cause I'll tell you what, Steve, every time this has happened again, it's only four or five times, but every time it's happened, I've written the letter, uh, explained the situation. They took the distribution right away. They paid their tax. Uh, and the IRS has come back and waived the penalty Nice. every time, every time. So, but these were always taken within a couple of months of the year end. Yep. So, you know, it wasn't a case, like I mentioned a minute ago, where years have gone by. Chances are that's not, chances are they're not going to give you an exception if that's the case, guys. Well, I mean, this, this to me gets back to why I want to work with an independent fiduciary advisor. You're not going to let that happen. No, 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 no. And, and, and that is something else, you know, that, that, that I, is a very normal part of the business. And, and one thing I mentioned everybody on that note is what I figured out early in my career, because I used to send out reminders, you know, around Thanksgiving. And I'd say, guys, remember to take that distribution. Don't forget about it. Well, well, it, it did remind everybody, but then what wound up happening is in December, we're all sending in these forms to take our distributions, right? Mm -hmm. And the client says, well, how come it takes so long? And I say, well, one, we're, com we're coming up on the holidays. They're doing all of this year-end accounting that would happen on a normal basis that has nothing to do with RMDs, but a whole bunch of people all over the country are sending in these requests for year-end activity, whatever it might be. And they're going to be working with a skeleton crew because half the people are going to take the holidays off. All right. Mm -hmm. So my message is don't wait until December is my recommendation. Take it in November, take it middle of November. Then you'll have it for Thanksgiving. You got it for the holidays and you can still get the benefit of having, you know, 11 and a half months of growth from the money. So well, I don't again, recommend waiting until December. Well, yeah, that makes very good sense. And I think 
isn't it, what it, do you meet with your clients every year? So in other words, I know that, you know, October is a good time for, to meet with folks and, and because yeah. they're coming up on the end of the year, there's no pressure at that point, but you know, they can just be part of that October club. Oh, it can for sure. And, and you can certainly, and the, and the other thing that I do and that I recommend uh, is to set up, I always like to set them up for automatic distribution. I don't want to have to do the paperwork every year and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know any client. I don't know why you'd want to do it every year either. You can, you can just do it one time. You, you say, hold out 20% tax or whatever tax you want to withheld. You send them a voided check. You fill out a direct deposit form and, and you authorize them to send the distribution automatically directly into your bank account. Doesn't go through the mail. They've already held out the tax and then you can adjust it. If you held, if you held out too much or not enough, you can adjust it. And so these are the things that I do for my clients that any good advisor should be doing um, and for your clients. And then once we set it up, you know when it's coming and that eliminates the possibility that you miss it. If there ever is a problem and you had it set up automatically, then obviously we can explain that to the IRS and, and it won't be a problem. Mm-hmm. All right. But that is, in my view, the best way to do it, because if something else happens in life, which we all know things come up all the time, you don't have to worry about it. You can just, you know, boom, it's taken care of. You don't have to think about it. I like it. Go, go, and going back to what you said on meeting with clients, uh, you know, some clients don't, don't, don't really have a desire to meet every year. And, and so uh, I've got others that want to meet every couple of months. And so we'll go out to lunch or something. And, and um, so what I do, I don't have a set pattern of when I meet. I try to meet with them, with them as often as somebody wants or as infrequently as somebody might want. <laughs> okay, I understand. So, um, but it is important to make sure you're on top of those distributions and have the taxes withheld, guys. Nobody likes getting a tax bill. You can have it automatically withheld and you don't even have to worry about it. Well, one of the other things that, uh, that, has, that came out of this is uh, beneficiaries of a 529 account uh, can now roll that into a Roth IRA with no penalty. They can. Pr- there are some provisions. One is it's got to be in place for at least 15 years. Oh, okay. So, all right. Good to know. All right. So so don't enter into that thinking it, it can be done, you know, three years from now if you want to. Um, it's for if you had a plan in place for a long time and then something changed, the child, you know, y- your son got a scholarship or your daughter, you know, I don't know, decided to join the military or something mm-hmm. um, and you don't need the money. One thing you guys might know with 529 accounts um, which can be, I think there are great ways to save money for college. All right. There are some caveats that you want to be aware of. All right. This is also something an advisor can help you with that you might not figure out or you might not hear if you don't work with an advisor. All right. The FAFSA form, F-A-F-S-A. That is a financial aid form that everybody fills out. Um, and when they go through that form, they will count money in the 529 account as a child's money. So what that means is that will lower your eligibility for financial aid if they've got, you know, a six figure 529 account. All right. So it's just something to be aware of. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying do it. I'm saying this is how it works and just be aware of it um, in terms of how the government looks, looks at your assets, because they're going to be looking at all your assets, uh, all your assets, as well as your income. And the funny thing is if you have no assets and a high income, you're going to be expected to contribute probably all the kids, all of the costs for the child. Wow. If you have a low income and a couple million dollars, you could probably qualify for a bunch of financial aid. How ironic is that? <laughs> so Very. anyway, that's how, that's, uh, that's how the system is set up right now. Uh, the other thing about 529 accounts, if you do have one, you don't have to get one from your specific state. Now, some states, they will give you an additional tax break on the state income tax. You need to check depending on where you're at. But you can live in Arizona and have a plan from, I don't know, Rhode Island or something. Um, if it makes sense for you and if the, if the, you know, if it makes sense for, uh, your objectives and, and the other thing about the 529, 
You can designate it for one child. If they don't need it, they don't want it. You can, you can switch it. You can ch change it to, you can change it to somebody else. You can change it to another child. You can even use it for yourself. You know, if you want to go back to school. Sure. So it is flexible in a lot of ways. Well, and again, we talk about the Roth and Roth conversions beginning this year now uh, because of uh, Secure Act 2.0, uh, SEP and simple IRAs can now uh, accommodate a Roth account. Yes, and 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 I'm a big I'm a big fan of of, of a Roth account. Oh, yeah. As anyone that's you know listened to me before, tax free are two of my those are two of my favorite words, tax free. Mm -hmm. Okay, and and it's because I believe tax rates are going to be much much higher in the future. Uh, I don't think they'll be a little higher. I think they'll be considerably higher. And and I'm not talking next year. I'm thinking more like between five and ten years from now. Okay, because. Uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but I believe that our debt service is now higher than the entire amount we spend on national defense every year. And we have over a $30 trillion debt. Uh, and as interest rates go higher, that is not a good thing for the national debt, right? No. Because while interest rates were zero, the government is borrowing at zero. But now interest rates are higher, which means the government, aka the taxpayer, is paying more interest on all the debt. Than we were a few years ago, and so I don't, I don't know where it's all going to shake out. If you really want to scare yourself, then go to the website that's called the National Debt Clock. Oh no, um, that, that, that's a scary place. <laughs> it is a scary. Yes, brace yourself if you go there. All right, because uh, it breaks it down into gosh, dozens and dozens of different categories. Yeah, that's what I mean. You could, you can get lost in that rabbit hole. You totally can. You totally can. But I tell you what, it's a good site if you want to know exactly what the numbers are because they're live. The numbers are live. In other words. It's when you see the national debt, it doesn't stay as one number. Okay, no, of it's, course not. It's like it's like the what what, what the the, uh, the 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 slot machines. The slot machines where the, where the number is spinning and spinning and spinning. Yep, that's what it is, and it's going up and up and up and up and up. Yeah, and it's and, like uh, uh, using too much electricity, and your meters going, <laughs> and your meters just going ballistic, right? Yes. Yeah, it's going nuts, and you're saying, "Man, that thing looks like it's going to take off." And uh, <laughs> that's kind of like what our debt clock looks like, guys. So. Um, nonetheless, you know, I've, I've thought about this and I was, and I've been concerned about the debt. I don't like seeing that this country has so much debt. Cause I say, man, if we didn't have this debt, look at all these other programs, look at all these great things we could do if we didn't have the debt. The problem is the politicians. They're never going to let it happen. They won't let it happen. If we actually paid down the debt, they would start borrowing more money to go do something else. So I, I, I think that's a, a fantasy of mine. I don't know about anybody else. Um, but I, I think that's just how they're wired. And because um, anytime there's a surplus, they spend that immediately. Well, of course, and, uh, you know, so so nonetheless, before we get down the political rabbit hole, um, there are some good things, guys, in terms of the contributions, like for a Roth 401k, if you're still working, there's higher catch up contributions. You can put more into the plan and there's even bigger catch up contributions once you're in your 60s. So make sure you talk to talk to your advisor, take a look at it, because if you do want to beef up that retirement plan, which I definitely recommend if you're able to do that. Make sure you know what these provisions are because you can put in more money than you've ever been able to before. Right. Well, and I like the fact that now between 60 and 64, you can actually conti continue to contribute, which is, uh, you know, again, that was not a possibility. But I'm glad that they're realizing, yes, we are living longer and we need to save longer. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, and and, and not, on, not only are we living longer, right, but... The prices of everything is going higher too. Of course, right? yeah. Um, you, you know, I mean, uh, I was talking. My, my wife is telling me how much the price of eggs have gone up, and I'm like, okay, I don't even know what they cost. So, but, <laughs> but apparently, they've really gone up in price, like 100 yeah. percent or something, in the last couple of years. And and and, but it, like everything has. And so, 
So we want to we want to take a look. I know that everybody I shouldn't say everybody. I know a lot of people feel, you know, uh, that you spent a long time working, you know, decades of your life working and you want to retire. I get that. You know, I, I really do understand. But at the same time, I look at it and I say, oh, you know, there's a big risk here. What if you live? What if you live well into your 80s or, or in, even into your 90s? Are you going to have enough money? Will you have what you need to live the life you want to live? And, and so my suggestion is to, is to let's sit down, let's make a plan, let's look, let's look at where you're at, let's see where you need to be, what income do you think you want to have, how much can we generate based off the assets you have, and then we, gotta talk, we have to talk about inflation, right? How much inflation do you anticipate? And, and, and I can tell you where this is going to wind up, guys. If you're in your early 60s and you say, you know what, I need 5000 a month for my expenses, I think you need to budget for eight to 10000 Okay. Mm -hmm. And what that means is your first several years, I'm going to say your first eight to 10 years of retirement, you should, in my view, you should be able to still save money. Okay. You should still be saving money because you got, because we're going to have inflation every single day, every single year. And you want to make sure that you've got enough put away to deal with it. So you don't have to compromise your lifestyle, but also the long-term care aspect, the long-term care risk. All right. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if Steve mentioned, but, uh, if you guys, if you guys go to my website, silverleaffinancial.com, uh, I co-authored a book on long-term care, uh, and I can show you how we can reposition some of your existing assets that if you have to pay for long-term care, you can do it on a tax-free basis. All right. Again, tax-free, two fantastic words. All right. And I'd encourage you guys to take a look at it. You don't have to give up the money. All right. It's not, it's not something you have to lose if you don't use it. In other words, you could still use it yourself, or you could leave it to a beneficiary, leave it to your husband, your wife, or your kids, or a charity. Um, but it's still your asset. You don't lose it. You can just save the 20 or 30% you would pay in taxes if you follow these strategies. Mm -hmm. Well, and again, there's so many things, so many little parts of, the, of this that you know we haven't even begun to mention. I'm going to mention the retirement savings lost and found. That's a pretty cool thing. In other words, uh, the, the, uh, the Labor Department will help find your lost 401k or your pension or whatever. Oh, and, and you know, there are a lot of people that misplace these things. And I got to tell you, as a financial advisor, I didn't think there was a chance that I misplaced any money that I had. Mm -hmm. And, and I will tell you, me and my, some of you might know me and my wife moved to Arizona from Illinois in 2011. And the great state of Illinois sent me an email saying, and, and, and I'll tell you first, I thought it was a scam. I did. I did not. I did not click on it and follow through right away. Um, I thought it was a scam. And, and it says, you know what, we might have money of yours and just click here. And, and of course, you got to be careful of those. It could be a phishing scam or something sure. like that. Yep. Uh, but it turned out to be 100% legitimate. And, and the reason why there was money there for me was money that I inherited from my father uh, that apparently I never, I didn't realize I, that it, I, I didn't know it was there. Yeah, sure. Um, so none, nonetheless, take a look at it. And I think this is a great thing that the DOL is doing setting this up. I, right. I think it makes total sense because I know there's a lot of money out there that people have forgotten about or, or don't know it's there. Well, and again, they're, I mean, they're just going to create this giant database of where all this money is because they know where all the money is. And then it's just a matter of, you know, putting it in one spot so that we can find it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and you want to be able to find your money, right? So yeah. I think, I think that's an important thing. I guess as long as they didn't put it in crypto, we should be good. <laughs> Oh, let's hope. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. The, um, uh, you can also then with student loans, your student loan kind of comes in and plays a part in your 401k. If you're paying, you know, you can actually 
put money away, get money paid into your student loan as long as you're saving in your 401k. Yeah, and I think that's a great contribution. I think you're referring to the, you know, know, the, uh, I I think that's a great facet, I should say, they're referring to the employer contribution, right? So the employer still make a contribution, even if you don't, you know, typically it's a match where they match you. Um, But if you're paying your student loan, they'll still make the match. And and so I I think that's a great thing. And and I got to say, I'm, uh, I hope nobody hates, maybe somebody will hate what I'm going to say right now, but um, I think you should have to pay back your student loan. I think everybody that borrowed money should have to pay it back. And uh, I, I, I'm not a fan of forgiveness personally, but that's a whole nother ball of wax. Sure. So, so, so in other words, the employer though can reward you with the matching contribution when you pay back your, when you're paying back your loan, even if you're not contributing to the 401k. Sure. The, uh, and again, this one is, is kind of a minor thing, but it is interesting. Uh, and ex- there's withdrawals for certain emergency expenses. They're giving us an opportunity to take out up to a thousand dollars in a year and repay the distribution within three years. There's no penalty. Um, and you can't, but the, the upside is you can't just make a habit out of taking a thousand bucks out every year because you can't take out any more until the other one's paid in full. Okay. Okay. And, you know, and I think those are good provisions. If somebody's in a, you know, a hardship situation, yeah, right. they don't have any other money. They don't have another choice. You know, it's probably better than putting on a, on a credit card at 25% interest, right? Oh gosh. So, yes. Yeah. You know, and, and there, there are people, there are people doing that. Um, and you know, it, they're, they're good tools, but if you're not disciplined in paying these things off, you're going to wind up with so much interest on these cards and, and on loans uh, that it's going to be very, very hard to get out of debt. And so I think that's a good thing. I would caution, I always caution everybody against taking money out of their 401k if it's at all possible. Uh, obviously, there are some times that you have to do it, um, but it truly should be a last resort. And, and, I, would, and I, would, I would encourage every parent out there, don't, and I would ask you to try to never tap your retirement savings for something for one of your kids or grandkids. All right. There's plenty of other avenues out there. There are other sources. There are public uh, programs, services, community services. There's other ways that they can, that they can find help if they need it. It doesn't always have to be their parents. Right. Right. And, and again, I think it's just, a, it's, it's important to understand that there are so many rules that change and, and I'm just grateful that you are, you know, you're a guy that's on top of it and, and understand, and you're, you're going to make sure that we know what we need to know. Because I know that there are a lot of people don't even under, don't know about Secure Act 1.0 for that matter. <laughs> no, they don't. And, and, and I'm sure, and I'm sure that, you know, and, and I do appreciate that, Steve. And I, and, and that's, that's what I, you know, any advisor, I think if they're worth their salt, they should be, they should be sincere in their effort and, and trying to do the best job they can for all of their clients. And, and, and I like to think that's the reason why mine, mine have stayed with me for years and years and years. Uh, my average client has been with me about 15 years now. Uh, some of them have been with me since the nineties. And, and so I like to think that's because, you know, they're, they're happy with what we're doing. And one of the things that, that, uh, that is important is that you get in the habits, like with the RMDs, taking that distribution, you know, and making sure it's taken care of. Um, but I think it's important that you work with somebody that knows all the rules because I know there are going to be some people that are 70 and 71 that are going to be taking an RMD because they think the age is still 70 and a half and they're going to take it. And then later on, they're going to find out they didn't have to, and they're probably not going to be, be, be too thrilled with that. So, you know, we want to, we want to stay up to date on it. Um, if you ever have to tell your advisor about something that changed, meaning they didn't know about it, then you might want to step back and evaluate that situation too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, folks, if you've got questions, if you're wondering about, you know, any of these rules and how it's going to impact you, you give Kevin a call and sit down and have that conversation. It's uh, You can call us at 800-975-6717. That's 800-975-6717. And, or you can also go to silverleaffinancial.com. You can reach out to Kevin right there. And as long as you're on the website, go ahead and get that Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. It is available and there's no charge. It, that's right, Steve, and, and I appreciate you mentioning that. And, and guys, yes, it's free. Just go on the website, send me your info. I'll be happy to I'll be happy to share it with you. Uh, there's no charge. There's no obligation. Uh, and I'm happy to talk to you on the phone or sit down face to face. Also, there's no charge or obligation. Sure. Um, you know, and it's a good opportunity to just talk and get to know each other a little bit and see if we might be a good fit going forward. You know. And so, one of the things I do think is important is as we're starting off in a new year, I think it's important to take a look at your portfolio. Uh, look at how it did last year. You know, are you happy with it? You feel good about it? You know, I'm talking to a lot of people that have, uh, that are telling me, you know, new people that I talked to, they're telling me they lost a lot of money last year. And, you know, these are folks that are already retired. And, and so what, what I, the point that I want to make is, um, you, I think everybody should ask themselves if they need, if they need to take the risk of the stock market, you know, do you need to take the risk of losing money? In other words, or what I'm saying is, if we just saw a 4 or 5% return on your money, would you be able to do everything you want? Would you be able to live the life that you want if you made 4 or 5%? Because guys, I can get that guaranteed right now. All right? Guaranteed. No risk, no cost, no commission, just a plain vanilla fixed rate. Um, and, and that's one of the things that's happened in the last year. Interest rates have come up significantly. Now, you want to you want to remember... Now, let, let's talk about the stock market returns for a minute. If you go back sure. 100 years, if you go back 100 years, I think actually to 1900, 100, I guess 123 years, the average return on the stock market, I believe, is 9.7%. All right. If you go back the last 50 years, it's right around 10%. Uh, if you go back the last decade, it's over 14%. Wow. Okay. And so you might say, well, what happened? Why is that? And my answer is that there was no alternative. To you know, the, when I'm when what I'm referring to is you didn't have a bond market alternative, okay? Because interest rates were zero. So if you go in, you go into bonds, you might make one percent or maybe two percent if you went longer term. Um, but most investors look at that and they say, you know what? If all I can get is two percent, I'll take the risk of the stock market. And so that made that you look at your alternatives and you say, all right, well I'm going to go in the stock market because at least I've got a chance at a better return. The difference now is that now, now investors have an alternative. And a lot of people you know, will look at it, myself included, and say, you know what? Four, four and a half percent risk-free on treasuries? That's not a bad deal. That's highest, that's, that's highest than we've had, I believe, in at least 15 years. And so uh, ask yourself if you need to take the risk of the market. Um, and if you don't, then maybe, maybe you don't need to be there. Um, you know, and, and I'm not trying to talk people out of being in the stock market, but I'm trying to talk people out of taking risks they don't need to take, you know, and uh, there's other things you can do. There are alternatives out there. One of the nice things that's happened is that, you know, some annuities, and I'm referring to index annuities, these are contracts that if you, uh, if you stick to the terms of the contract, in other words, if you get a five-year contract and you stay in the five, full five years, you're guaranteed that you can't lose money, right? And, and you, can, you can make double-digit returns on these now. Because they're, they, they do have limitations. They set caps on your growth. Uh, they set limits on how much you can make. Uh, and when interest rates were zero, some of these had limits at 
three and four percent. Uh, but I mean, the good ones had butter. But now uh, I, I'm seeing them up in mid, you know, like 14, 15 percent um, that you can make on one of these contracts. And then the nice thing about it, guys, is, is the ones that I like. You put the money in and, and it's on a one year basis, year by year by year. So if you make money this year, we lock it in and you can't lose it. If the market goes down next year, you don't lose a dime. You just stay flat and you don't lose any of the money that you made the first year. OK, and so I can show you periods of time where you'd make more money being in a conservative, guaranteed, safe product than you would being in the stock market. And so I think it's important to have a portfolio where you split up your assets and you have exposure to different areas that go in different directions, because if they're all going the same direction at the same time, then you really don't have the diversification that you should. Absolutely. And, you know, boy, this went really fast, Kevin. We covered a lot of ground in, in, in with we, these new rules. We we did. We did. And I, I might have stayed a little too long on the RMDs. But, no, no, no. But I is, think that's it, important. You know what? It is important. And like I mentioned, it's the, it's the single biggest mistake that people make. Um, and, and because of the taxes being so onerous, it's a big one. Yeah. And so, um, but guys, I hope we shared some information. I hope you find it, found it useful. And by all means, check out the website, silverleaffinancial.com. Take a look. We try to keep it fresh, adding new content all the time. Um, and you can listen to the other shows and find a lot of resources on a lot of things we talked about today. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member Spinra SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.